Welcome to the Mandela Podcast, where we help you feel your best body, mind, and soul. Welcome back, listeners. Charlie McDermott, co-host and producer with Bree Jaworski. Bree, how are you today? Doing awesome. I can't wait to talk about some of these sneaky, abusive things. Uh, some of them are obviously like, way more obvious than others, but I think some of these things are like topics that people don't really talk about as much. So I'm excited to get into this and hopefully people listening, if you, if this is helpful to you in any way, that would be great. You know, if you notice that any of these things are happening in your own relationship, then it would definitely be means to like take a pause and just Mm -hmm. evaluate what's going on. Cause some of these things are much more um, kind of incognito sneaky things. Yeah. 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 I love the title of this episode and you know, as you've covered in past episodes, I, I found them so helpful. And, and a lot of folks, you know, it's so easy to blame ourselves in relationships and say, oh, it's just me or I'm oversensitive. And, mm-hmm. and to hear it from you, you know, at least it gives us a grounds for, well, maybe I just ought to be more aware and, and not just, you know, brush it off to, well, yeah, that's just me. So this is yeah. good. Well, and I think there's a lot of like gaslighting, which, you know, gaslighting is not mm-hmm. one we're going to talk about today because that's one, that's kind of an obvious one. But yeah, um, just gaslighting from your partner. If they're doing some of these things, they probably are telling you you're overly sensitive and those yeah. kind of things. So yeah, so maybe some validation will come with this list. So let's get into it. All right, sneaky abusive traits in relationships. Number one. Number one. So this one would be if your partner leaves you places, like uh, if you're at a wedding and they just leave you there or you're at a concert or you're at a restaurant um, or they lock you out of the house, something like that. Um, so, again, like something that people don't really talk about, but, you know, this can cause a huge issue if you're somewhere where you're unfamiliar, you're with people that you're not comfortable with, if your partner just like leaves you, because at the basis of abuse, domestic abuse is power and control. So that is a perfect way for the abusive person to gain power and control over you is just to be like, well, I'm leaving, I'm taking the car, I'm locking you out of the house, that kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, so it's just one of those sneaky things. If you find that your partner has done this, or, um, you know, any of these things, or something like this, then that would definitely be a huge red flag. In fact, I brought my red flag today so I can leave it around. <laughs> I'm like so obnoxious with this thing with certain clients. Like I'll like sit there and wave it around. I know I've talked about it before, but I actually brought it out today. So that would be like red flag number one. Wow. Um, so moving on. So you kind of touched on this one before. So number two yeah. is name calling. So of course we know like the very obvious name calling, but things like, saying you're overly sensitive or you're Mm. stupid or you're annoying or things that maybe we don't think of as being like not the B word or the C word or, you know, those things, Mm. those are obvious ones. But, you know, if they're telling you you're so dramatic or you're overly sensitive and those kind of things. So I would look out for those kind of more subtle forms of name calling. Those would definitely be red flags to me for sure. Yep. Yep. Um, And so the third one is, again, like the more obvious version of it would be physical violence. But what I'm talking about is I'm not talking about hitting or punching, kicking, those kind of things. I'm talking about um, being physically violent in your presence. So this could look like 
breaking things in your home. It could look like punching wall, punching walls, punching yeah. doors, leaving holes in, in the house. Um, you know, things that are not as directed at you, but, but the, the thought behind it and yeah. the, the intimidation factor is still there. It's like, yeah, this time it was a wall, but next time it could be your face kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely something that's a huge red flag to me. Um, if someone is, you know, I used to do in-home therapy and I would see holes in walls and holes in doors and things like that. And that's like a glaring red flag to me that there is something majorly right. wrong. And maybe the person has never actually put their hands on you, but it's like, what's one more step past if they're like that capable of yeah. not um, or incapable of controlling their actions when they get angry, like who's to say that you couldn't be the next target, you know? And also I think that that the intimidation is part of it for that kind of thing. Like when you're breaking things or like punching holes in walls, it's like you want that intimidation factor to be there. If you're that abusive person to be for the other person to think like, subconsciously like that could be me next you know even yeah. if you really have any intention of moving it past that point it's still a super super unhealthy yeah. thing yep that's good wow yeah so again like just kind of more subtle things so yeah. um the next one is cheating and that one seems obvious but i think that people need to realize that cheating is kind of bigger than the actual act of cheating it's like a blatant disrespect of you, your relationship, what you've built, respect for your partner. Um, so it's not just, you know, they did something physical or maybe emotional with another person. It's more so like what that signifies to you that they feel for you as a person, as a partner, um, what that means to them for your relationship. Because I kind of come up from the, the train of thought that there's kind of two different types of people in regards to cheating. And of course, like there's always going to be a little bit of nuance in there, but generally speaking, there's kind of people that are capable of cheating and people that are not capable of cheating. And when I say not capable, I mean like the guilt would eat them alive kind of thing. Mm. They would probably tell on themselves if, if it happened, uh, they wouldn't be able to like live with themselves yeah. kind of thing. So that's the, the one camp. And then the other camp is like, you know, it's not as big of a deal and, and they may admit it if they're found out, but they wouldn't necessarily come clean on their own kind of thing. And that's another thing I think that we need to keep in mind for red flags is, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, like I found out that they were cheating, but when I confronted them, they were honest about it. And I have a little bit of a problem with that because I feel like that's still not being honest. Um, you know, being honest when confronted with evidence or you know, <laughs> proof that you were doing something wrong is not necessarily being honest. That's kind of like, you know, yeah. yes, you're when your back's against the wall, if you're admitting to something, but like, would you have ever disclosed that information if not yeah. found out to begin with? So I think we just need to like take a look at less about the the actual act and like what that means, more so what that means for the person in the relationship, like mm. how do the, how they view your relationship if they're willing to like make that. Um, because uh, most people know that that's something that if you do it, it could be kind of a non-negotiable or like an irreversible kind of thing that could damage your relationship and or end your relationship. And so I think people go into that 
knowing that that's a possibility. And so I think you need to think of it that way. Like that person knew that this could be the end of our relationship and they may never get to be with me again. And they still chose to do that anyway. And so what does that mean for how they view me or how they view the relationship, you know? And so this one kind of piggybacks off of that one, but number five is substance abuse. And so a lot of cheating, I think, gets blamed on substance abuse. Like I was drunk or I was high, I was whatever. And I think substance abuse, um, it's not an excuse because regardless of if they were using or abusing substances at that point, they were still the ones that consumed those substances. So they still have to be held accountable for that. Um, so substance abuse is like, it causes a lot of issues, I think, because it's a very convenient scapegoat for people. Mm. And they can just kind of blame it on that. And I wasn't in my right mind. and But nobody like forced you, you know, down and like poured the alcohol down your throat kind of thing. So again, we have to like take accountability for our actions. I just feel like substance abuse and so when I say substance abuse, uh, you know, from a diagnostic standpoint, substance abuse would be when someone is using substances to the point where it's like having a major negative impact on a part of their life that's important, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in regards to relationships, it could just be like a one-time thing that causes a, it doesn't you don't have to be drinking every single day in order for it to be a problem in your relationship if someone's drinking once and making really bad choices while they're drunk or saying mean things or doing mean things that's automatically an issue it doesn't have to rise to the level of substance abuse to be an issue within your relationship so keep that in mind because that's a, i think another pe- thing that people say like well i'm not an alcoholic or yeah. I, I don't abuse drugs like i just do it once in a while well once in a while is once too many if it's causing issues in your relationship. Um, Okay. So number six, Uh, number six is pressure to do anything in an intimate way that you're not comfortable with. And so a lot of abusive people will push this, this issue knowing that their partner, um, you know, whether they're young or not, just if you're not comfortable with it, you're not comfortable with it. And like, no means no. And that's the end of it. There's no, I think there's a lot of like coercion a lot of times in relationships that are toxic and um, and going back to name calling, they might be like, well, you're a prude, you're, you need to lighten up, you, you're too uptight, you know, those kind of like breaking you down verbally in order to get what they want from you physically. Mm-hmm. And so if you notice any of that stuff going on, again, like that's a huge glaring red flag. Anyone that loves and respects you will be respectful of your body and and the choices that you make with it. And, and move at your pace, you know, no one should be pressuring you into doing anything physically that you're not comfortable with. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to not be comfortable with the same things that another person is maybe comfortable with. Like, that's fine. And, and you may find that maybe you're incompatible in that way, but that's something that you should be able to decide without being berated or made to feel guilty or that kind of thing. So, um, okay. So number seven is boundary pushing. So one of the surefire ways to find out if the person that you're with is toxic is to assert boundaries because toxic people hate boundaries. They do not want to abide by boundaries. They don't want you to set them. They definitely don't want to listen to them and they'll push them. They'll constantly push them. And and you have to watch for them making small Um, pushes against your boundaries. Chances are they're not going to do it all at once because again, these are more subtle things. So it may be 
you know, you have a certain boundary and like they, they test it a little bit just to see how you react. And then based on your reactions, they may test a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more until eventually the boundary is like totally out the window. Mm -hmm. So if you notice that someone's kind of pushing your boundaries, um, if you push back, boundary setting is very difficult, but I think the most difficult part of boundaries is adhering to your boundaries, right? It's easy to like think, oh, well, this is where I stand on this, this, and this. But then if someone pushes them, it's actually difficult a lot of times to um, be assertive in that moment and like actually stand your ground. I think a lot of that's where a lot of people fall down. They're really good at writing them down and figuring out what they are, but they're not great at asserting what they are with the other person. And so that's another thing. Like, just keep in mind if if you feel like your boundaries are constantly being pushed or asked to compromise on your boundaries, that would be something that I would consider a red flag for sure. Um, this is a big one. So I worked in domestic violence um, in outpatient and in an intensive like shelter environment for over five years. This is something that I saw all the time and that we would ask everyone upon like intake is have they ever been abusive towards like your pets or your kids? Oh, um, and a lot of times people would say, oh, you know, yes, he hits me or she, you know, whomever they put their hands on me, but they would never hurt the kids. And the thing is, it kind of goes back to that. You're either kind of capable or you're not capable mm. of, of handling your emotions when you're angry. And also that domestic violence is also completely about power and control. And so what happens a lot of times with abuse is that if they're not getting the outcome that they want, like say they're trying to get something from you or trying to get you to redirect something in a way that is important to them and they're not getting, even by verbally assaulting you, physically assaulting you, if they're not getting that that end result that they're looking for, they may move on then to something or someone else that you care about. Um, and so that might look like the animals or the kids. Wow. And so, you know, people have reported stuff, you know, like, oh, my partner's kicked the dog or, you know, like these are glaring red flags. But I think ones that like people don't talk about that much, they definitely talk about physical abuse towards their partner. Um, but just know that if it's happening to either way, if it's happening to the pet, it can just as easily happen mm. to you. And if it's happening to you, it can just as easily happen to your kids. And, you know, people make a lot of excuses for uh, their partner. And I understand some of the reasons why. But, um, you know, the truth of it is, like, kids, not only should they not be in an environment like that, it's not healthy for their development. And they learn all sorts of, you know, maladaptive coping skills and things like that if they have a situation where they're not being abused but witnessing abuse. Um, but they really are in danger of that, them being kind of the next victims of that. Yeah. So very, that's a huge one. I saw that all the time, um, especially with the pets. The pets were like a huge target because they're small and they're, you know, or a lot of, they're weaker and they're, yeah. you know, even if that looks like, um, you know, I've had reports of them taking like a, a kitten or a puppy, something kind of helpless, you know, and mm -hmm. throwing it outside, you know, like and locking the door so that they, the other person like can't get to them, you know, like just to get their way, basically. So just keeping an eye wow. on like that. All right. Um, okay. So number nine, 
would be making excuses for not making time for you or disappointing you, not supporting you. Uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard, everyone has probably heard that saying, and it, it is a little harsh, but like if they wanted to, they would. And I've heard a lot of criticism about that saying, but honestly, I tend to be pretty direct with my clients as well. And like, I really do feel like that. If that person wanted to, they would. If they wanted to spend more time with you, they would. If they wanted to call you more often or call you, they would. Because if they're not doing it, somebody else will. And you'll you'll find that once you get into a healthy relationship, you'll realize that that stuff is not, it should not be anything that you even think about or stress about. Like, oh, are mm. they going to make time for me? Or are they going to be supportive of me? Are they going to, you know, answer when I call? Or are they going to call? Like, you don't even think about that stuff when you're in a healthy relationship. And so the fact that someone's like making you stress about little things like that, like that should not even be on your radar for if it's the right person. The right person will want to do all those things for you. And it will be so effortless, you know, you won't have to like, harp on them or nag them or any of that stuff. It'll just happen. So keep that in mind. And again, I know it's kind of harsh. Like if they wanted to, they would, but if they wanted to, they would. Yeah, would. <laughs> Sorry. That's what just I said. <laughs> okay. So the next one is number 10, jealousy. So I used to do a lot of um, intervention services like uh, for dating violence in schools and so I was working with like seventh, between seventh and 12th grade. And one of the things we'd always ask the kids is like, do you, do you consider jealousy to be a form of love? And almost all of them would always be like, oh yeah, like if he like, if he gets jealous, that means he likes me so much. And, and that is a very um, kind of younger way of thinking about things. And the reality of that is, and the scarier part of that is, Jealousy comes from a place of insecurity with that person. And so it has very little to do with you and has a lot to do with them. Mm. And so if they're, and again, that power and control. So if they're exerting their jealousy in a way that's mm. making you act or do certain things in order to make themselves feel better about their insecurities, that is definitely not love. That is definitely not a good thing. Uh, it just means they're insecure. And so that's, you know, them being insecure is not in and of itself a reason to break up, but them telling you what to wear or who to hang out with or who to talk to because they feel insecure, that would be in my book. So that would be a definitely huge red flag that a lot of people mistake for like someone liking them or caring about them. Yeah. And it really has nothing to do with that at all. Okay. Mm. Number 11 constantly accusing you of cheating. And so this is one that I've seen over and over and over. It's like this, they're constantly fighting because the other person thinks that they are cheating on them. And they're like, I'm not cheating on them. Like, I don't know where they're getting this from, but I really do think it's like a cheater's conscience. Like they may be cheating or have like mm. things like that on their mind. And so then they're projecting it onto you. So if you're if you're not doing anything wrong and your partner is constantly accusing you of doing things wrong, one that would be a red flag to me that possibly they're doing things wrong. Yeah. But secondarily, like, you know, you shouldn't be made to feel guilty or bad or change your behavior or whatever for something that you're not doing. Again, that goes back to that insecurity of theirs. And so that's something that they need to work on and you shouldn't be changing, you know, or having to make concessions in your life or behavior for some perceived thing that you're not even doing. So another thing to just keep in mind. 
Okay. So number 12, the last one. So leaving you on read, leaving messages unread for long periods of time, not contacting you or just going like days or weeks, even sometimes without contacting you, this would be a huge red flag. I hear so many people make excuses for this. Um, you know, and so I'm not an unreasonable person, you know, like we all have jobs, we have school, we have things that we're doing, you know, I definitely would not expect your partner to be like in constant contact with you during the day, especially if they're at work or something like that. But if you're going a week without hearing from your significant (laughs) other, that's not normal. Um, and kind of <laughs> unacceptable. And it goes yeah. back to that. If they wanted to, they would like, yeah. you know, I've, I've heard every excuse in the book, like, Oh, I lost my phone. I, you know, was in a coma for a week, whatever, like yeah. short of that, I really don't find there to be any like valid excuse for just going total, totally like off the radar for that amount of time. And again, I'm not talking about like, oh, it's been an hour and I haven't heard from them. But if it's like, you know, you're you're sending a message and like they're using ignoring you as like a form of control, like, oh, I'm mad at you, so I'm just going to ignore you or I'm not going to talk to you. Um, so they're using it as like a tool um, to work mm-hmm. in their advantage. Or if they're just like falling off the face of the planet for long periods of time with no real good explanation, which, you know – Maybe in some like freak universe that could happen once, but if it happens more than once, there's really no like actual explanation that would be useful in this particular situation. So I just think it's, it just shows immaturity. It shows that, you know, they're not valuing you as a person. They're not valuing uh, your relationship. And that would be something that I would definitely take as a red flag and to reconsider. So all these things, you know, Some of them obviously worse than others. Some are more blatant than others, but all of them are kind of big red flags to me. That would make me really take pause and um, just consider the person that I'm with, where I see it going, where they see it going, and and just kind of reevaluating things. So hmm. that's it. <laughs> that's wow. the twelfth thing. Wow. So. You got your red flags for the day. <laughs> so it it seems like there are a few red f- flags that maybe, you know, like you said, gives you pause and you you process it. Yeah. But there are many that I don't I don't know, it's it's like a run um yes. Red flags. Yes. Like, uh, but you'd be shocked that people don't. They really don't. And they make a lot of excuses. I would, I would add that as a a bonus 13. If you find yourself making a lot of excuses for your partner, that would be a glaring red flag to me. Like you shouldn't have to make excuses for how they interact with you, how they interact with your family, your friends. Um, Like, Oh yeah. Well, sorry. He's just having a bad day or, Oh, well, yeah, he really loves me, but he, he hardly ever talks to me like that. It's just a once in a while thing. Like if you find yourself making excuses like that, like red flag for sure. Yeah. So Why both. do you think Brie, you know, just a question that comes to mind, you know, that, that we as humans put up with these relationships, red flags, you know, is it fear? Is it the fear of being alone or, or, you know, I think that's part of it for sure. Um, I think, you know, it's human nature to get connected to someone. And also I think it's a a fear of like not wanting to start over. I hear that a lot. Like, I don't want to start, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to date. I don't want to start over. But the thing is you don't realize 
like you just accept whatever you've experienced as your normal and you don't realize what greatness is out there because you've never given it a space to to yeah. be in your life, you know? Yeah. And, and I tell my clients this all the time. Like if you're holding space for this person in your life, that is any of these things that I mentioned or just not right for you, you're excluding the other possibilities in your life to come in. There's no space for them. You know, you're holding space for this person, omitting all of the other great possibilities in your yeah. life. So yeah. it's just something to think of, you know, and I, I get that not everything is as easy as I make it seem sometimes like, Oh, just break up. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to love yourself and put yourself mm. first and realize that, you know, these things typically are not going to get better. They just get worse and they compound yeah. on each yeah. other. And um, yeah, I, I think it's easier to get out of a situation like this earlier on. Um, and that's when you s typically start to see some of this yes. stuff is kind of early on. And, and so don't ignore it. That would be my biggest tip. Like just don't ignore it, take note of it and make changes. If that change means getting this person out of your life, then that's what it means. Yeah. I love being your... alone is better than being abused. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I love your uh, your saying a few moments ago. You said, "Make room for greatness." Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, Bree, once again, yeah, you knocked it out of the park here. So, so helpful for your listeners. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Those who want to get in touch, want to learn more, what's the best way? Yep. Uh, you can call us two three nine three six zero one nine eight three. You can go to our website. Uh, and there's even a tab on the website that's called getting started. And so you just submit your information there for an appointment and yeah, we've got some great new therapists on board too. So yeah. yeah. Well, terrific. Well, Brie, you have a wonderful holiday. Yeah. There happy Easter and thank uh, you. you too. Uh, Thanks for listening guys. Yeah. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Mandela Podcast. To learn more about Mandela Counseling and Health Coaching, go to www.mandela-counseling.com. That's www.mandela-counseling.com or call 239-360-1983. Or visit us on Facebook or Instagram.